Hi, and welcome to the weekly Lisa. Of course, I'm Lisa. So, this week is a bit of a different one. I know I've been working on the dyslexia one, and I am still going to continue with that. Um, but this one is mainly about let's let's gonna let's put it under a broad category. Let's talk about it. Par- the paranormal. Now, I am a believer and a non-believer, but that's just my personal view. I know that there is something more than life, but that's again a personal reason for that. So, I wasn't going to record this podcast just because I didn't know whether it would be accepted or not. But then I thought, well, I'm going to have a minute. This is a weekly Lisa, and I talk about everything. So, do you know what? We're going to talk about it anyway. So, I've got a couple of stories for you. <clears throat> Each one different from a different person or a story that I've been told over the years. And this first one actually happened today. This is why it's become apparent. So, a friend of mine today was at work. And the place she works is quite a big size building. And there's, I think there's three or four floors. Now, the floor on which she was working, there was nobody else. The only other person in the building was downstairs in the basement. And she was doing her usual job and she watched a man in the distance walk from an office across the room and behind a pillar now at first she thought this person had gone into another room on the other side of the pillar obviously the pillar blocked her view she went down and got the other person in the building and they searched the whole of the building to try and find this person and yet there was nobody there now What makes this more unusual is a friend of ours passed away uh, 12 months ago and he worked in this building and he would be the type of person to have a laugh and a joke and it was just convenient that it's, we passed his anniversary not so long ago and my friend sees this, let's call it an apparition of a man in the distance it freaked her out I might add, but for me, that's validation that he's still around because that's the type of person he was you know, he would turn up where he could and have a laugh and a joke he'd potentially be sat outside smoking a cigarette but that's now new Um, now, I've heard so many different stories and I've got one of my own. Um, when I was, I think I was 13, my granddad passed away. Now, I love my granddad. You know, I, I was very, very close to my granddad. And this particular morning, now my dad at the time started work at like 6am. So he was gone. And I remember waking up and looking out the window. Now, I don't remember anybody knocking on the door I don't remember any of that I just remember looking out the window and seeing this woman in a bright silver bubble jacket and I'll never forget it because one of the neighbours two doors down she had one and that's who I thought it was and my first thought was why is Leslie at the door at this time in the morning anyway I thought nothing of it started dozing off and I heard my mum come up the stairs and I remember my mum going in the bathroom 
I got out of bed, I walked over to the bathroom door and I kicked the bathroom door open and my mum spun round and looked at me. And I just said, my granddad's dead, isn't he? And she was flabbergasted. I don't know where it came from. I don't even remember saying it to her. But that's what came out of my mouth. And it turns out the lady in the silver bubble jacket was my auntie. And she'd come to tell my mum and dad that my granddad had passed away in his sleep overnight. Now back then, mobile phones weren't really a thing. And to be honest, I don't think we had an house phone at the time. And I'm going back probably what? 20, 23 years so mobile phones were nil and void and I, I can't remember whether we had an house phone or not even to this day I can't remember um, but that wasn't the first time that happened um, about I must have been slightly young was my, was my granddad still alive the next story wasn't of a, of a passing of, a, of somebody it was more of a kind of a sixth sense of what was going on long story short my dad so it's got to have been after my granddad passed away my dad was a wagon driver he had been for pretty much all of my my rememberable years so for me being about six or seven my dad was a wagon driver and I was out on the road with him all the time and everything and this particular day I kept saying to my mum my arm's hurting my arm's hurting and I thought nothing of it she kept saying to me get outside and go and play a typical parent at that time so anyway I goes out a couple of hours later I come back and I just I looked looked a deadpan in the face and I said there's something wrong with my dad and she looked at me she said, what do you mean again mobile phones weren't really a thing then and my dad was doing um, a run up to Wakefield and back because of the company he worked for. They used to do um, a pallet run. So they'd drop off pallets, take out full pallets, drop off empty pallets. And that was pretty much how they did it. And it was up in Wakefield because I used to go with him. Anyway, he comes home, he pulls up outside the house and he says to my mum, Jack, do us a favour. Get us a couple of paracetamol, will you? My head's banging. Anyway, my mum goes and gets him. Now, that was unusual for me, Dad. He didn't take medication. So, anyway, off he goes. Gets some paracetamol off. He goes back to work. An hour later, he turns up. But this time, his friend had dropped him off because he couldn't physically move his left arm to drive the car home. He came home. He got on the sofa. And it's the first time I've ever seen my dad lie on the sofa, to be honest. And he said to me, Mum, I'm going to get some, I need to get an app, but I just, I just don't feel right at all. One of the neighbours from two doors away walked in, took one look at me, Dad said, Jackie, ring an ambulance, he's had a heart attack. And I told my mum hours earlier that there was something wrong and that my left arm was hurting. Now, if you Google the symptoms of a heart attack in a male person, in a male person, in a man, it tends to say chest pains, pains up the left arm and headache. And that's exactly what it was. My dad had had a major heart attack. Um, thankfully, he survived it. He was 34 year old, but he survived the heart attack. Now that's not only the other time that happened. When my, so my mum had breast cancer. We've been through cancer in this family. It's ridiculous. But my mum had breast cancer and my grandma was really poorly in hospital. She'd lost my granddad years earlier she'd really suffered she was a very very unwell lady and it was only a matter of time 
unfortunately, before she passed. My mum had had the operation to have the mastectomy done. For those of you that don't know what a mastectomy is, it's, she had the complete breast and lymph nodes in, on the right-hand side removed. And I'd been to see my grandma at the hospital and she wasn't in a good way. And I was still at school at the time. It was in my last year of high school. Anyway, I got home. Oh no, I'm lying. I'd been to see her and I, as I'm walking back down the corridor, my uncle, my great uncle was walking towards me and he said, how is she? I said, no change. Anyway, he popped his head in the room and walked back to the lift with me. As we got to the lift, my uncle was getting out of the lift and he, and he just kept saying, don't leave me, don't leave me. She's going to die, she's going to die. And we laughed it off. Anyway, I got a lift home off my uncle, my great uncle. That night or that evening, my dad had come in from work and said to my mum, Jack, I'm going to go to bed for an hour. I'm absolutely exhausted. It's been a long day because my dad was still at work. And I think at the time, my, my partner at the time had come home from work and it was quarter past five because it was the same time every night that he would get to my house. And the phone rang and I looked straight at him and I said, this is not good. He said, what's not good? I said, my grandma's died. Now, I wasn't in the same room as my mum taking that phone call. I heard the phone ring, but that was it. I don't remember it. I don't remember hearing or talking to anybody. And then I heard the footsteps going up the stairs. My mum was going to go and wake my dad up and tell my dad that she'd passed away. It's a very, very unusual feeling knowing that you can not so much predict the death or something's wrong with somebody but it's also quite a comforting feeling that I know something's wrong and I can feel it in my heart I have seen this on first hand experience when my mum died my husband categorically told me my mum was going to die before I knew she was going to die and all he kept saying was they're telling me she's going to die we need to go now they're telling me she's going to die we were three and a half hours away from the hospital my mum was in. And at midnight, we got on the road and headed for the hospital. And at two minutes to two on Friday the 13th of November, my mum passed away. I didn't know at that time she was going to die. I didn't know at 10 o'clock she was going to die. I didn't know at midnight she was going to die. But I made the conscious choice to hit the road and come back, come back home, back to Manchester, where we live. And it was a very scary situation for, for, for Paul to tell me that. But in the same breath, it was a bit comforting knowing that there was somebody there waiting for her. Because all Paul kept saying was, they're telling me she's going to die. It's The paranormal is not something that I understand in any way, shape or form. It's not something that I pry into. It's also not something that gives me comfort. It actually scares the living crap out of me. I record these podcasts very late at night because there's next to no, no noise in the house. Everybody's asleep. And I tend to do it not so much in the dark, but in a dimly lit room. And you know yourself, if you turn around and see a set of clothes that are hanging up, there can be a face or it can mimic a person and it's just how your brain works and doing this podcast particularly 
kind of puts me on edge a bit, really. But anyway, that's enough of the stories for tonight. I've told you enough ghost stories now. I'm sure I'm going to be back with some more because I do have a few more from what people have told me, friends and things like that. Um, but that's mine, my experience, a couple of friends' experience and obviously my husband's experience. So thanks for listening. Have a wonderful evening, wonderful day, wonderful morning, whatever time of day you're listening to this. I'll see you again soon. Bye for now. <laughs>